Hello everyone. This is Kerwin and my buddy Kushro. And we are at episode 13. And episode 13 is being recorded on Tuesday, June 30th. We normally do, do these on a Sunday, but um, due to scheduling and all that kind of stuff, we couldn't do it on Sunday. So we're doing it today, uh, June 30th, and lots is going on. First is um, episode 12 got messed up, but the sound on one of our recordings didn't come out properly. So we actually have to redo episode 12 for you. So that's why you haven't seen episode 12 yet. But this is episode 13. The other thing, too, is that since you haven't seen episode 12, you're probably going to see episode 13. Before you see episode 12, our new name is What's Happening in Travel with Kusher and Kerwin. So um, we have a new logo, new name. And um, if you're online, if you're watching the, the video of this, you can see the, the new logo that I'm showing right here. If not, then just go to fastrider.com slash. And it used to be, you can go to fastrider.com slash TTW because um, that was the old name. But if you go to slash WHIT, you'll also be able to see it. So passrider.com slash TTW or passrider.com slash WHIT. Going forward, we're going to use WHIT, which is what's happening in travel. So uh, we got a, a lot of stuff going on this week. And we are going to start by talking about, um, you know, let's talk about the 737 MAX. And the reason is because that's a big item. So, um, Kusho, what do you know so far about the 737 MAX? The first I knew about it because um, I think details of the certification flights have been kept on a very low key, at least in my opinion. And I found out just yesterday on Monday that Boeing had started flights for certification, recertification rather, with FAA pilots yesterday on Monday. Right. And uh, from what I know, they did um, flights over Eastern Washington State in the U.S. for several hours. Um, and I really hope they get this right because I don't think they have any margin for error anymore with this aircraft. That's, uh, that, so, that's very true. I'm not even sure how many more flights will be required by the FAA and also by other countries like Canada and the European Union and China, I believe, have all said that they need to do their own tests yeah. before they certify the aircraft for flight in their countries or over their airspace. Gotcha. So I'm not sure how long it's going to take or when the details of these uh, future plans will be made available. Gotcha. So, as well, of now, sort of sketchy. Yeah. I mean, I guess the good thing is that at least they've started the recertification process because that yeah. has been shrouded for a little while. And the, the, the thing is that our world is so weird, all of a sudden, nobody cares anymore about the 737 MAX and it, it dominated the headlines um, for almost a year, right? Yeah, almost. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but then it, it is uh, also in the news about the 737 is that Norwegian is canceling their their maxes. Again, very new information as of yesterday, and given what a big customer Norwegian is for Boeing, mm -hmm. I was very very surprised to see 
to hear this. I think a total of 92 733 maxes and 5787s. And I'm not sure if it already includes aircraft that are on the ground and ready for delivery and aircraft in service and currently in storage. So oh. uh, again, details very scarce, uh, but I guess as the week progresses, more information will be made available. But yeah. I think it's a major hit for Boeing. It really is. Oh. But you know, it, it, it makes sense that they wouldn't, they don't need any planes because uh, transatlantic, not a lot is going on. Actually, nothing is going on uh, transatlantic. And now wow. with, uh, because they used to fly them, they did Fort Lauderdale with the 787. They did JFK with a 787 as well. And then they would use the, the Maxis to do Stewart. Yeah, from Ireland and Providence. Other, yeah. yeah. And yeah. they did a so. talk to Stewart. I'd actually flown. So when they launched the 787, the, uh, the Max, I missed it by like two days, I think it was. I think it was actually July 15th was when they did it. And my flight was July 13th. But I didn't okay. realize because I kept asking them, what are you going to do? When are you? And they didn't know. And so I ended up taking a, a 738 back from, I think it was from uh, Dublin. I think it was. Because I had flown over from Stewart to, to Cork on a 738, which it is actually not bad crossing the Atlantic on a 738, although Norwegian does have uh, you know, not much legroom, but it wasn't too bad. So um, WestJet does it. Yes, they do. So it's, in Canada. But it's, I think we should also point out that Norwegian is in a lot of financial trouble. Yes, they are. And they were retrenching. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I guess they need the cash because I think they're contesting their uh, prepayments to Boeing and they want a refund. I'm not sure if they'll be able to get that. Um, so, because now it will affect Stewart Airport, the Providence Airport, it because all of well. these established, all these uh, immigration and customs inspection yeah. stations, primarily for Norwegian. Now, I thought and they were already now, if I'm not mistaken, they had a, they were already pulling out of Stewart because they were not yanking, to my knowledge. Yeah, they were yanking a bunch of flights. Because I went to a conference once, and I was talking to one of the um, I was talking to one of the, the people there, and I think okay. I think they were having issues before. So um, it's interesting, right? With the industry as it is, a lot of things that you see happening now uh, were already in the works. And the coronavirus coming in just accelerates a lot of things that's happening. Um, and then now with uh, European, uh, the EU saying basically Americans can't come to, to the EU starting tomorrow? July 1st, I thought. Yeah, it's starting tomorrow, July 1st. Then it's going to affect the transatlantic travel. And, but I uh, wonder if Ireland is considered... Because normally the UK, well, I know Ireland's not part of the UK, but... Um, but it's still the EU. Right. But then isn't yeah. the, the UK part of the EU? So, and they do fly flights well, they, out of the UK, did, right? They did the Brexit thing. <laughs> That's... <laughs> 
Uh, sorry, it's, it's all crazy, right? Because I think everyone has forgotten about Brexit now. But um, speaking of the bands, uh, bear with me one sec. I'm just looking for the, the little thing that talked about the bands that we had. Uh, and why can't I find them? Ah, here we go. So, nope, that's not the one. Sorry, folks, I have a, a thing that I just pasted somewhere, so it would be easily accessible. And now that I need it, I can't find it. Um, it is a list that showed all the countries that the EU can go. Okay, hold on. All right, so we talked about the MAC certification. I will what I'll I'm curious to know is that, that what happens to American tourists who are transiting the EU, EU transiting only, and going to non-EU countries? I think we're what, are they still then? Um, that's a good question. And maybe if someone is listening to this show from the EU, they can send us a note. Um, uh, well, if they're trying to keep the virus out of Europe, I'd say you can't transit. I mean, it, it, would, it would make sense that you couldn't, right? Right. Um, but transit is quite different from being in the EU. It is, but still, I mean, you're interacting with people that are in the EU and you're interacting with other people who are also transiting. Yeah, because so, I did see an interview yesterday with the Greek transport minister. And yeah. they've been very, very willing to accept tourists because they've managed the virus fairly well yeah. uh, compared to other standards, normal standards. And they had mentioned how important American tourists are to the Greek economy. Uh, but they said it was just not worth risking yet another lockdown. Exactly. Um, and so I agree. They hoped. Sorry, go ahead. And, I, and they were hoping that Intra-Europe tourism would um, help at least somewhat until the situation clarifies. Yeah. So one of the things um, that a lot of the country and the Caribbean included now is that all of a sudden everyone is interested in intra-country tourism. And uh, so like in the Caribbean, they, and we're going to talk about the Caribbean a little bit because we have some other news as well. Um, what they're thinking of doing in the Caribbean is trying to get people within the Caribbean to travel. Because within the Caribbean, there's not a lot of people infected with the coronavirus and they've pretty much contained it. So what they want to do, they want to encourage that, you know, if you live in Jamaica, you can go visit Antigua or Antigua can go visit Barbados. Problem is that they don't have the infrastructure when it comes to airlines to do it. So we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. So I can see the same thing in Europe because a lot of my friends that are in Europe, they are going to, um, you know, to us, it would be like, going to San Antonio because it's like three and a half hour drive. Whereas to them, it's actually another country because they're actually crossing a border. So there's that pesky ocean in between. Well, okay. <laughs> no, but I'm talking intra-Europe, right? Okay, intra-Europe. Intra-Europe, okay. yeah. So like one of my friends, he's in uh, Romania and he went to Germany. Uh, another one, he's in Netherlands and he went to Belgium. And my friend who was stuck in Belgium went to uh, Amsterdam. So there's a lot of that going on. The problem, though, is I hope everyone is, is um, taking care because the virus is still around. 
Um, so if we're talking about the countries that are permitted to enter Europe, it's um, uh, starting to July 1st is Algeria, Australia, Canada, Georgia. Uh, that not, and that's Georgia, the country. <laughs> uh, Japan, Montenegro, Morocco, New Zealand, Rwanda, Serbia, South Korea, Thailand, Tunisia, uh, Uruguay, and China. And there's an asterisk against China. It says, uh, so they're still checking if, if style is a thing. China, mm. but, but the countries that are banned is pretty much USA, Russia, India, Brazil, Philippines, Indonesia, Iran, Pakistan, Mexico. And then uh, the UAE, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, Qatar, Kuwait, Oman, Jordan, Lebanon, and most of Africa. Most of Africa. What about the UK, though? Because they have still have this 14-day quarantine on everyone. Well, let's see. Well, I'm sure it means that you, and I'm reading, this from, not... I'm reading this from okay. Ale, Alex LHR. Um, he is on Instagram, and he's actually a um, very knowledgeable young man, and he's always on the BBCs out here aviation correspondent and one of the things that he has is um i'm reading it from him because he's basically taken whatever the directive that came out and made it bite-sized so it's easy mm. so he says um europe is open to travelers from any european country and travelers from uk and travelers from these countries below so the uk is allowed people from the uk can go you do realize we've diverged quite a bit from the 73 Max. Oh, we've totally diverged, but it's all related, right? It's all, it's all, it's all totally related. So um, that's what's happening. So if you're thinking of traveling and you're an American, or I, um, questions people are asking was, if I don't live in the U.S. and I'm an American, can I travel to those countries? Because yep. they're looking at passports. And I guess the answer would be when you get to the border, they would ask you, are you living in the U.S.? Because there's would a they lot know? Of, there's, well, you know, there's a lot of expatriates. How would they prove it? Uh, I, well, your passport should show that if you've gone through different countries, right? your passport should show when you, because if you're in the EU, they put, you, get a, you get an internal stamp now. So they know when you enter the EU. And so like if you were show. stopped, if you were stopped, let's say a traffic stop within mm -hmm. continental Europe, would they have the well, it's in, it's in equipment? Your it's, it's in your passport. Your passport is stamped. Used to be, you remember when you used to travel and they never even stamped your passport? Like you, when you go to Paris or something, they'd be like, nope, you don't need to stamp your passport. But now when you enter, like if you're an American and you enter the EU, uh, our non-EU person enter the EU, they stamp your passport. And one other thing too is because of the Schengen visas, uh, the nineteen yeah, thing yeah. that works on that. So yeah, so they are stamping them and they're also stamping when you leave. So if you have your passport, they should be able to tell, because there's lots of Americans in Europe and they, they are gonna, I may have friends that are now living in, in France. And so, but, they, but they're, yeah. they're Americans, so, I assume that they would be able to take care of these people as they go through. But that is a oh. question um, that people have been asking. And I would think that they should be allowed just because your, your passport, it's on your passport. Um, so we're going to jump to the Caribbean because we were, we were talking, <laughs> we're jumping all over. But the reason why, the reason why we're going to jump to the Caribbean is because we're just talking about intra-regional travel. Um, and 
one of the things about the interregional travel we were saying is that the Caribbean islands want the people in the Caribbean to travel between the islands because they've realized that a lot of the income is tourism and a lot of that income comes from North America and Europe and Asia to a, less, to a much lesser extent. Um, so you had some news about Liat and Liat is the airline that actually connects the Caribbean. Like without Liat, the Caribbean, nothing happens in the Caribbean pretty much. So what, what, do you, what news do you have on Liat? This is an airline I've known about since as far back as I can remember. And incidentally, at least last time I checked, it was the Leeward Islands Airline Transport. What uh, yes. For. yes. And um, Now, hold on, Kusha. If you're from the Caribbean, it means something else, but uh, that's okay. I won't say that. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, I think I know what you mean. But... Um, <laughs> this was a partner to, well, sort of a partner, but not exactly a partner, but the, the regional routes where airlines like BWIA and uh, Air Jamaica did the trunk routes, if you will. Mm-hmm. But to hear yesterday that um, they were being liquidated was a huge shock to me because I don't think there's another carrier with the route network of Liat that can be ready to take over. But um, given that it's based in Antigua, as you had pointed out earlier, it made sense that the Antigua Barbuda prime minister made this announcement because there's a lot of people going to be laid off. But again, they're going to be rehired as part of a new airline that's to take the place of Liat. My question (laughs) is, what are they going to do different? And why hasn't this been done already? So, because they couldn't sustain this complete collapse of travel in the Caribbean. Um, and now with Caribbean Airlines taking the place of BWIA and Air Jamaica, I don't think they have a regional network like Liat did. But I could be wrong and they could be developing it. So... so Caribbean aviation is a sore point. Uh, similar to when, like when you go to Africa and you want to go from, like I was going from uh, Namibia to Johannesburg. I think it's like an hour and a half flight, I think, or something like that. And the cost was almost $300 for the one-way ticket to do that, which is ridiculous, right? Um, so travel, intra-Africa travel is really expensive. And as a result, you don't get a lot of people within Africa traveling between, between Africa by airplane anyway. They do a lot of road travel because it's much cheaper, but it takes a lot longer. Um, the Caribbean is very similar. Of course, there is no road, right? Because they're all islands. But, and there are some ferries, but only between like sister islands. But you can't take a ferry from, say, you know, Jamaica to... Well, Jamaica's kind of far up there, but say, even Jamaica to Puerto Rico or Puerto Rico to Dominican Republic or something like that. You don't have any ferries that do that. There are ferries that like go between Antigua and Barbuda. And they, I think like St. Kitts and Montserrat may have some. However, though, there is no, Liat is the air service that goes in between the islands. And it's actually quite expensive. Um, to mm. go between the islands. I'm surprised how small their fleet was. I believe they had 10 ATRs. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they've had those oh. ATRs as long as I can remember. Um, oh. So Liert is just mismanaged um, for some odd reason. Um, and they've been trying to, to fix the issue in the Caribbean where it's so expensive to travel intra-island. And so what happens is um, British uh, Caribbean Airlines, which is based in Trinidad and Tobago, they are the largest carrier in the Caribbean. And what they do is that, but they will go from Barbados, from say Port of Spain, which is in Trinidad, to Barbados. And in Barbados, they probably go to Antigua and then they'll go to North America or they'll go to, um, to the United Kingdom. But they don't do the little flights between, between all the islands. It is something that they've been thinking about for a while, but they can't get off their Heinies to do it. Uh, it's very, it's very, very frustrating. Um, and I, to, I do want to point out. Sorry. To no, no. Go, go ahead, Krisha. Just that this was a funding issue because um, I believe it's the Liat is collectively owned by about ten countries uh, or ten ish. Yeah, in that approximate. Yeah. yeah. And they were just not able to come up with the funding required to continue. So last year, but, when I was in, when I was there. There, this came up. There are folks in Barbados who owns, I think, the majority stake in it. Um, Antigua wanted to get their share of Liat, and they couldn't come up to an agreement. And this was the last thing I saw about that was in November. And now, um, so that I guess that got kind of shelved. But now that the coronavirus is around, um, you know, they're liquidated. Now it may just be that it might be a quote unquote ploy just like how South African liquidated and now it's back. Um so well, I'm, a... I'm not sure it's back yet. Oh it's not back it's yet. Last... No, it's not back yet. Okay. I think they're in negotiation with the three unions. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's by no means back. Okay. I mean right. it's still <laughs> teetering on the edge of liquidation. But I don't oh, think geez. they could allow South African to go under because I don't so th- many I don't think people so I don't think in and it, Africa. Well, so it's, a, on it. it's the same thing with Liat. So many people yeah. in the Caribbean depends on Liat. Like Liat is the lifeline of the, of the Caribbean. It's just that it's poorly managed and it's been poorly managed for as long as I can remember. I've been interested in aviation. So, so how are they going to change? This is going to keep happening. <laughs> um, it oh. is. They, they, I think the issue is that you have, when you have all the different countries uh, of ownership, then everyone wants to say something. And the Caribbean people were very proud. I'm from Jamaica, if you, if you guys don't know. Um, we're very, everyone is very proud of having um, the, your livery, uh, an airline with your flag on the tail. And um, the airline industry in the Caribbean, like when you work for an airline in the Caribbean, it is like the, the most prestigious job ever probably even more prestigious or very similar to being a doctor or a lawyer. It's, it's, just, how, it's just how it's conceived or perceived in the Caribbean. Um, and I hope they get their acts together. Uh, but the, the, the Caribbean definitely will have Liat or some form of Liat. Because right now there is, what's the name of the one that's based in Antigua? No, not I'm Antigua, not sure. sorry, in um, Aruba. San Juan? No, there's one that's based in Insular? Insular. They're too small. Way too but, small. But there was talk that Insular is supposed to be doing something to do the intra-island. 
because someone has been looking at the intra-island flying. Um, so it's not something that's out that they haven't been thinking about. They've been thinking about it for a long time. Mm. Problem is they just can't make any decision because there's also Winnier that's in St. Martin and that flight to like Sable, St. Eustatia and San Juan. Um, there's Cape Air as well. And but I don't think Cape it's practical for, for Islanders um, to go to, to connect in San Juan and then go no, somewhere else. No, the, the so, halls are pretty long. But if you want to go from Port of Spain to Barbados, you can do that easily because I still call it BWIA. Uh, Caribbean Airlines flies that route. Now, one thing too that Caribbean Airlines is doing, and they talked about this on a, on a program they had last week on uh, the Caribbean Tourism Organization. They are, so you can fly between Port of Spain and Tobago. Um, it's a set amount that they, it's a government subsidized route. So it's like the equivalent of $20 or $30 or something like that. But it's a set amount. And um, what they're going to do is do have people do vacations between the two islands because um, they're almost COVID-free. And so once they get to that, and they're not accepting anyone into the country at the moment, so then you can have people go between the two islands. What they currently have is it is a boat, a ferry that takes you between the two islands and it takes forever. So um, that is one thing that they're doing. But they're very, very big on trying to figure out how can you get the Caribbean to not be so dependent on tourism from Europe and North America? And so, Leah, it's hard there. not to, though. It is hard, hard not, not to. to. But you know what it is? Because it go, it goes back to colonialism, um, and 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 actually back to slavery. Uh, we think in the Caribbean that um, everything we everything we need must come from North America or must come from Europe. Um, but we have a lot of things in the Caribbean that we don't, we don't, if we try to develop those things, we can, we can have a better, I guess, a better life, quote unquote. Um, but they, but they're not, they're not quite there. And tourism is a thing that generates a lot of income for the Caribbean. So that's why you see a lot of these. Go ahead. Um, one question that I haven't really found the answer to is, do you, when let's say someone in Barbados mm -hmm. wants to go to um, maybe Saint Martin, given do they need a passport and do they need to pay all the departure taxes? Or given that they're citizens of the Caribbean, can they just be waved through? Like let's say someone living in the EU between so, different countries. So you said that would, that's a huge hindrance, I would imagine. It is a for huge Caribbeans caribbean folk to be going to other islands to, for tourism yes especially uh, if the departure taxes are high all right but i don't so, know the answer um bear with me one sec i'm going to give you the answer to that because you've asked a very important question so the example you use is a complex example because saint martin so when i was at when i was growing up i went to school in barbados and uh, being the aviation geek I was, I used to stop in one of the islands, uh, a different island in both directions. Um, so I can you know, visit a new island and get more countries, et cetera. Um, I didn't need a visa as a Jamaican citizen to go to St. Martin, because St. Martin is a Dutch territory and there was no visa requirement. However, well, French the, also, right? Uh, yes, but the French side of it, if I said I was going to, um, 
uh, Saint-Martin, which is the French side, I would need a visa. Although the airport is on the Dutch side and I don't need a visa for the Dutch side. So you always said you're going to the Dutch side and then you don't need a visa. But <laughs> if you go to the French side, you would need a visa, which is weird. So if I'm going to Barbados though, I don't need a visa. If I'm going to Trinidad, I don't need a visa because they have an agreement. Um, they okay. call- No, but there are so many different permutations and iterations, right? Yes. Between, let's say, uh, Barbados and Antigua. Do you uh, need no, you don't passport? because they're a part of the CARICOM, uh, which is the okay. Caribbean, the Caribbean, um, Caribbean community. It's what they call it, Caribbean Economic Community. Um, so what about taxes? You 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 probably still have to pay the taxes, and that was the thing they were bringing up. They're like, well, maybe they should have a smaller departure tax if you have if you're in the Caribbean, right? So basically right. what they're saying is make it easier for the Caribbean people to travel around the Caribbean. So they don't pay the high taxes that everybody else pays because they're part of the Caribbean and it's prohibitive because why would I, why would I fly to Barbados from Jamaica if I can fly to Miami for the same price? Or cheaper. And it's probably cheaper, right? You know, or I have family or something I'm going to stay with there. And so that's what happens. Um, but what I was trying to find here was uh what they have um somebody was telling me is that they they just oh here it is regardless of which caricom state you belong to once you have this is a this is about a university degree so once you have a university degree you can work freely in any of the 13 caricom states so there are a lot of things that they have um hmm. that you know, you can move freely between the Caribbean if you have the right documentation. And I think with the passport, um, with the passport thing, you can actually work in the other countries as well um, with their passport. Tourism? So, yeah. So I mean, are, you walk. Then you should be able to visit, right? And because and, I know when I went to Barbados, I didn't need a visa to go to Barbados. I didn't need one to go to, um, to Trinidad either. And the rest of the Caribbean islands that you don't, as long as you're mm. part of the CARICOM, then you're fine. Yeah. Uh, but remember, the, well. the Caribbean has, they have Dutch in, um, uh, I guess that's St. Martin, um, Seba, St. Bonaire, Curacao. Bonaire, Curacao, the ABC Islands. Then there's also the French, which is the Martinique and Guadeloupe. And um, the rest are the rest are basically have their own their own government. Independent. It's British also, right? Um, yes, because because there so, is so Barbados is independent, but they're still okay. attached to the UK. Jamaica is independent. No, a lot of the little islands, the smaller islands, I thought are still under British. Um, no, they, they anyway, all, they all do yeah. have their their um their. Independence. Independence. Okay. But there are okay. one or two of them that do get, they still have attachments. So they have something called a governor general. Mm. And um, Jamaica still has a governor general, despite the fact that they're independent. That's a um, colonial right, heritage. Right, colonial heritage uh, that's still in there. So the Caribbean is very complex. And um, as a result of all that, this is, I think, why we can't get our act together yet to figure out Let's have an airline that will be cheap enough to go between the islands and generate the, and, and, and then the traffic, like Jamaica is 2.2 million people. And I think that's the largest one, you know, apart from Cuba. Um, and Dominican Republic, I don't know what the population of Dominican Republic is. Oh, I'm sure it's much more than 
Jamaica. Then Jamaica Jamaica's yeah. a heavyweight, I think, yes, in Jamaica the Caribbean. Is a heavyweight in the in the Caribbean. Um but yeah, yeah it, <laughs> we 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 should actually have an entire show and we just talk about Caribbean because then what we can do is um we can talk about the population of each island. Um we can talk about the kind of the political things, we can tell people which islands are still quote unquote affiliated with um, their, the people who colonized them years ago, because you and I know that if you fly from, you can fly from Paris to Martinique and it's a domestic flight. So little, little aviation nuances like that. Yep. Um, and you and I had done. At Tahiti doing. Uh, right. They is do now that. doing Guadeloupe as Guadeloupe. a stop. So it's exactly. an entirely domestic flight halfway across the world. Which is crazy when you think about it, yeah. right? So basically, I'm in Paris and I go to Orly and then I leave and I go to Martinique and I walk right off the plane as if I just went from, from Paris to Nice. <laughs> and then go to Tahiti exactly. and do the same thing. So, um, but, but yeah, we need to have a show. Maybe the next show we can do is about the Caribbean. And actually, just FYI, um, June is actually Caribbean American Heritage uh, Month. Uh, just, just an FYI. Um, all right. So we've talked about, oh, since we're talking about the Caribbean, um, Antigua had been accepting tourists, uh, for about, probably about almost a month now. And, um, one of the, one of the people went down and they tested positive and now they want to sue. They're thinking of suing the Antigua. Went down from the U S yeah, they came from the U.S. And um, they want to sue the Antiguans because they say that um, you can't test them and you can't quarantine them. And now, one of the reasoning why... Now, the Caribbean, they don't want to test people because it's expensive and they don't have money to do that. They or want the infrastructure, it, right? Or the infrastructure. If a lot of people get sick. Uh, but they've done their best, right? So they've set up a lot of procedures in place. They've set up places for quarantine. Um, they've set up extensive testing on arrival. And if you are, if you, if you're, if you're positive, then uh, it takes, it still takes 48 hours for them to tell you. So they're like, stay put until you get your result, which is the same thing um, uh, Iceland is doing. So stay put till you get your results. And when you get results in 24 to 48 hours, then you can do whatever you want to do. If you are um, if you are positive, you're supposed to be in quarantine, and I'm not sure. I think you get quarantined at a hotel because in Jamaica they're actually going to quarantine you at a resort, um, but you have to stay for two weeks. Because I know now, at least between the ABC, sorry, I keep interrupting you. Between the ABC Dutch Islands, um, uh -huh. before visiting, at least this is for tourists who are not residents of those three. Um, you have to have COVID insurance before you arrive at those islands. And given that Aruba is now opening up to American tourists in early July, mm -hmm. uh, Bonaire and Curacao are now threatening to cut off links with uh, Aruba because they don't want the virus to bring the stuff over. Be, yeah. Right. And now KLM is also questioning because they're about to start service to those islands. So it's all quite, an, seems to be quite an unmanageable mess 
And I, I hope it gets sorted out. Sort of trimmed so out. Now, it, it, can, it can get sorted out if, and in my opinion, they decide to test when the person gets on the plane or before the person gets on the plane. That would mean in the U.S. Yes, that would mean in the U.S. Most cases, U.S. or yes. Canada. U.S. or, or the Canada. UK. Um, but the problem is that the airlines are saying, well, we don't want to do it. And the airports are like, we don't want to do it. And the poor, right. Car- the poor Caribbean island, they want the people. And they're like, okay, fine, we'll do it when they get here. But my biggest thing, and my, my biggest thing has always been, when you arrive in the uh, Caribbean, um, and you tested positive. You didn't just like get positive a second ago, right? You were part, you had coronavirus on the airplane. So all those people on the airplane are now yep. uh, were Risky. open were open at risk, open to the virus. But that plane, for example, um, the American flight that goes into it arrives at eleven o'clock at night and it leaves the next day at five o'clock. That plane two days by two days later, it's gone. And so I don't know what are the cleaning procedures for that airplane. And also, do they notify all the people on the plane that, hey, somebody was on it, so you were exposed to the virus and you should be in 14-day self-quarantine? And most people don't come for 14. Most tourists don't come for 14. They don't. They'll come for like four or five days. So the whole thing is just ridiculous because you should never allow someone to get in a plane without them being tested. Now... Um, I'm told because the points guy went to, he just went to Antigua and what he did was he took the test in Miami and he did the rapid test. I think it's the one that he did. And the, the doctor certified that he was fine. And he took that letter and he showed that letter to the authorities when he got to Antigua. And because he showed them that letter, he was fine. And he could do whatever he want once he had that letter. The people who didn't have the letter and got the test on the ground, they had to stay put for 48 hours until they got their results and then they could go do whatever whatever they wanted to do. I know this is the cynic in me and I should be ashamed of saying this, but I can see a lot of forgeries happening of these yes. letters. People yes. cannot be bothered to go do a check and consider it, be considerate of other people. And so, yeah, there's no easy solution to this. Nope. Because we know people do it. I mean, we have all these, um, what do you call these animals? Comfort animals that people get doctors to sign off on. Um, totally and, abused. And it's totally abused. So it's, it's a mess. Um, somebody who, <laughs> I, you know, I don't have any authority, but the people who have the authority, someone has to step in and say, look, airports are the ones that are going to test people. And here's how we're going to fund it. Because it always goes down to fund it. And also, I think the airlines are irresponsible for transporting people um, that are sick, they, unknowingly, uh, because people just aren't, aren't saying it. And then, too, what, what, uh, what Brian was saying, that when because I saw this on his um, Facebook, uh, Instagram stories, when he came back into the U.S. from Antigua, there were no tests. He just is came- it really the responsibility of the airlines to test their passengers. Um, I mean, that would bring up all these points about being the nanny state, this and that. True, but, but let's go back for a sec, though. Um, it, is the, it is the job of the airlines to protect their employees, right? Of protect any comp- their employees, yes. Right, of any yes. company to protect your employee. So then if you're saying, well, somebody else needs to do it, then it's like, well, I'm not really protecting my employees. 
So you have a whole, it's opening up a huge can of worms. And I know that the Caribbean islands have tried to get the airlines or the airports to do it, and they said no. And so because they Caribbean said no. Caribbean islands have very little political influence, especially over the U.S., Canada, Europe, all the big exactly. tourism centers. Exactly. So they're sort of caught in the middle. It's like the whole climate change thing. It is. They are being inundated and they cannot do anything about it, even though they're not the response. They're not the cause of the problem. Exactly. So, so um, it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. So here's what we're going to do, because I think we've probably gone about 30 minutes uh, on this one. And as you can see, we five could... Minutes. Huh? I expected five minutes to talk about poor old Liat. I know, but it's not happening. And we have a lot more to tell you today. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to call this episode 13. And then, uh, because we don't, want you, we don't want it to be too long, so you tune us out. And we're going to start like a whole, like, we have like three other topics that we want to cover today. So what we're going to do, we're going to close this episode out. This is episode 13. And unless you have anything else to talk about, Liat and the Caribbean aviation. There's not that many details, actually. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah. Because this happened just yesterday, as far as I know. Okay, perfect. So we're going to have more as this develops. And, and actually, we're going to do an episode on just Caribbean aviation, right? We're going to go do, we're going to go back. Because I, I know some of this stuff, but it's, it's, it's in it's off the top of my head. And I didn't think that we'd end up talking so much about it. Like Kusha said, this is a five-minute topic. But there's a lot to be talked about, right? And a lot more Caribbean islands are opening up. And as a, as a flyer, you need to know what is expected of you and you can't just go about um throwing your weight around when you go to a caribbean island just because they're a third world country that is just not right and it's just not fair and these people have taken a lot of work to try to accommodate you and um if you're not going to be taking a test because even that antigua thing um somebody who tested positive then jumped on a plane the next day and booked a ticket and flew back to the u.s and I'm like, so why didn't the airline stop them? Uh, so the whole thing is the whole thing is just ridiculous, right? But how would the airline know, though? Again, well, we're getting into like a hornet's nest here. We are, but we it, continue. It, it came out in the news, so um, that is the interesting thing. I, I don't know the details of that, but that's what was reported. Um, so now it's putting it's putting the the, the Antiguan government in a weird place because now they're gonna feel like, okay, fine. We, we, we thought about this really cool thing. We just didn't think somebody would, would try to sue us just because we told them to take a test. And if, they, and if they're quarantined, they have to stay in one place. And it's like, I just I don't understand that. So um, we're going to call this an episode. And then what we're going to do, we're going to do a complete Caribbean uh, episode. And uh, we're also going to do, we have more things to tell you. We're going to put that in another episode. So. This is episode 13 and um, of what's happening in travel. Uh, please download, uh, download or share with your, with your friends uh, the episode. And if you have any questions at all, send us a note at feedback at passrider.com. And if you think we said something that we had no business saying, tell us anyway. And if you like the episode, that's good. And if you like what we're doing, please tell us because we're trying to figure out um, how good is the show? What do you guys like to say? What do you want us to say? And things like that. So this is Kerwin and my buddy. Ushro. And we're signing off for episode 13 of What's Happening in Travel with Kusho and Kerwin. 
Thank you guys so much for watching today, or and also for listening. We appreciate it.